basically like I think this industry, the way you win is by outworking everyone. I know you sort of t- touched on work smarter, not harder. Mm. I'm under the impression you can work as hard as you can and that's how you sort of get to the top. Going one, going twice, sold. You're listening to The Property Pod. All right, guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your weekly engagement here into real estate in the Hobart Marketplace. I'm your host, Aaron Horn, and I am joined by John McGregor at the desk, but we're in a brand new era. We're missing one of the limbs of the team. Yeah. But it's not going to slow us down. How are you, J-Mac? Mate, crushing it. Crushing good. it. Yeah, I, I haven't been able to walk for the last couple of days because I went and visited a mate in Adelaide and he's training for Ironman. And so, of course, like idiots, we went straight into his training regimen after not doing anything for at least a year. Um, so, yeah, getting around has been rather painful. So you, you, go, you go back right to the start of the podcast and there's John talking about John 2.0. Yeah. There's many iterations of John. He's been going to the gym. He's been getting off the gym. It happens here and there everywhere. Yeah. But yeah, I loved, you came into the office, you looked quite ginger and just, oh, yeah. I can't it move. Wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. No, well, so I was saying Adelaide, not a fun place. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, it was uncanny, uncanny too because my partner, it was a late last minute booking and she was worried there was going to be some crazy wild weekend away just with the boys. Little did she know because she's never met my friend. I said, sweetie, you can calm down because it's most likely going to be, we'll go and visit We'll look after the kids. We'll probably go for exercise and meditate, and that's exactly what happened. So oh, nice. Well, recharge the batteries yeah. and, um, yeah, reset the body into a new now. frame. Mm. Well, let's talk about who we've got on the on the table with us today. We got rid of Pat, yep. and we've brought in maybe the next generation yeah. and yep. a generation of expert uh, into the into the whole property we've pot. Got, we've got every end of the spectrum at the moment. We so. do, don't we? So yep. we brought in um, your old man, uh, Chris McGregor. Hey, Dad. How are we doing? Welcome, guys. Welcome. Thanks so much for coming back on. It's so good to have you uh, back with us here on the Property Pod. Thank you, Aaron. We didn't scare you off last time? A little bit. A little bit? <laughs> just just enough. No, no, it's really good to have you uh, You come and join us and use some of your um, years of expertise and, and bestow that upon our listeners. Mm, mm. But talking of year of expertise, we've got um, our young whippersnapper, right. the uh, freshest of fresh, joining us here at the table, Aaron Murray. Welcome to the Property oh, Pod. G'day, guys. Like, single year be very important there, just one under my belt. Yeah. So, my man. Absolutely. Yeah, so. well, just mm. just as we kind of sat down to talk about the show today, we kind of went back through the, the calendar year and it's basically been almost a year to the, the day since yeah. you've kind of joined the team here and, and you've entered the world of real estate. So even we kind of thought we'd get in and we'd talk about your cracking weekend of um, open homes, but mm. I feel like we should, before we do that, dive into who is Aaron Murray, how's his year gone, and... And how's it going to go in the future? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'd just like to say, finally, thank you for the invite. Yeah. <laughs> you need 12 months under your belt, mate. That's, uh, that's, that's the rule, huh? Absolutely. Well, <laughs> I suppose getting into the industry when I first started and met, obviously, McGregor to begin with, it mm. was sort of a bit of really big an eye-opener because real estate was something I was sort of tempted to, but obviously I knew there was a lot more than what you sort of see from the average guy. You see Facebook posts, people driving the Lamborghinis, the... The fancy cars. See, the suits. interesting thing for yeah. me is that you showed up prior to becoming a, um, a employee in the real estate industry, already driving the flash car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so was it to begin the office? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was yeah. it kind of that um, dress dress to impress? Or what's it called where you dress for success? Yeah, yeah. Fake oh. it till you make it, sort of thing. Mm. <laughs> well, I suppose that was the sort of theory behind it. Obviously, being a little bit younger, I want to sort of try and look the part. Obviously, I don't have the experience, but mm. if people can somewhat see you're a little bit more successful. I at least got that going for me rather than the experience side. So that's why I rely on these blokes for. <laughs> yeah, big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> well, mind you, I think when it comes to the way that you dress, it's really about having some self-respect as well. And I know with uh, even a review that I've got where one client had actually said um, he actually turned up in a suit 
and she was like, it's it was nice to see that some people still have that, you know, depth of respect. So I think when you're, you know, um, when you know from day one, you're you know dressing appropriate to the job was just more so a, sh- a sign of respect for the industry, and obviously you, the way in which you want to move forward in it. Well, it's pretty common, I suppose. You think of real estate agents, blue suits, white shirts, blue ties. So yeah, yeah. It's going to fall in line with pretty common stuff. So. <laughs> so give us a um, give us a bit of background on kind of where you've come from, what got you into it. So I know you kind of talked about um, once before finance was kind of where you thought you might be heading down. I know you've, I've heard you talk about cryptocurrency. Um, I know you're, you're chasing coin. Yeah, you're chasing some Dogecoin <laughs> To the moon <laughs> um, Can you tell us a little bit about your journey From kind of retail worker to superstar One year Superstar, I like yeah, that title Let's call oh, you a superstar Well, I suppose it sort of starts Obviously, we won't lie here Obviously, real estate, you sort of see Money's quite attractive sort of idea of it But obviously, there's a lot more work that goes into it Than just the big paychecks at the end of the day I suppose that's sort of what it comes down to. It's sort of I saw that option or opportunity to be able to sort of look, you can sort of work and receive these results for you can for your big paychecks. Mm. But obviously you've got to put in the work for it. And that's what I found back in my previous job. You could work, basically work your bum off, get paid enough, no extra for just doing what you have to do. Yeah. So here there's a lot more freedom, a lot more sort of sense of being your own boss so you're in control. Yep. And obviously that will come back to you in, in regard to the Bank balance, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. Because mm. I remember that was, yeah, you did say that early on, was that you, you just wanted the capacity to, the more effort you put in, the more you get out. Um, and so that way it's, it's, yeah, it's equal to the, <clears throat> you know, it's proportionate to the amount of effort you put in. So you can just keep charging and, yeah, it'll make a big difference. That's so, it. So yeah. the thing I like about this industry too, you could be dumb as two dots and you can still make a pretty penny, like you have these fancy <laughs> fancy degrees and stuff. It doesn't mean a lot, so. Well, it is what it is. <laughs> What's the date? Well, no, no offense to you guys. All right, mate. I'm not. I don't have a higher education, so I'm good. We uh, we finished at grade twelve. We enough, but yeah, not university. Um, well, I mean, can you relate to that a little bit, Dad? Because I mean, in the end, um, yeah, education aside, it really is a good leveler that provided you, you know, if you work ethically and you put in hard work, you will be rewarded. Yeah, it doesn't really matter what background you come from. The um, real estate's the thing about starting from scratch, mm. and it's what you put into it's what you get out of it. But when they're talking about working hard, it's not so much about working hard in real estate; it's working smart in real estate, mm. um, because you can get a lot of people to put in the same hours that the sun comes up and goes down the same time as everybody else does in the office. But why does some others achieve more in the office than others uh, that don't? And that's a lot of us to do with what they how they fill in their day and what yeah. them, what training and what learning they're prepared to take on, mm. um, which is very important. Speaking of training across the gamut, did you guys cross paths in the training period of were you working as a REIT instructor whilst you were doing any of your courses? Did that? No, I never met, met Chris in particular. I, I did meet Mandy Welling, who actually had a had a little spark to begin with. Obviously, yep. I'll, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I met, I did meet some pretty, I suppose, powerful people to begin with. But obviously, these two McGregors went on the cards. So yeah, just from there, let's talk about um, kind of you, John, taking young Aaron under your wing and yeah, um, yeah stepping things up into this year of. I'm going to say year of success. You've had a really good year. Things are going really, really well for you. Mm. Let's kind of talk further about what's going on there. Well, there was um, there was even a couple of steps beforehand because it was it was sort of a one thing that I'd always done for everyone who's fresh in the industry was, um, you know, I made you do a lot of stuff before uh, you come back. So it's like, here's some training. Go do that. Come back and we'll have another chat. And in the end, <clears throat> there's only been probably no, there's only one other person that's done it. Um, and he actually left the industry early, but he was absolutely smashing it. And everyone who's come along and asked me and have put the same process and they said they haven't bothered, they've just got a job elsewhere, none of them are working in the industry anymore. Um, and as it turned out, 
you actually went and did the work. You came back, we gave you more stuff. You went, you came back, you did the work and come back. And it was that it was that reinforcement of, um, I suppose, in my mind, it was the idea that it's to help, obviously, you get a grip to understand what it is. And also, too, it's a real tester from our point. It's like, does this person actually want the job? Because it's not one, because... You know, we discussed it early on, eh? Like, it's like, this is not a, you don't you do not do it for six months. You commit to five years in this business. Um, otherwise, it's not worth your time because yep. it's going to be at least 12 months before all that hard work that you've done and that starts to, you know, kick over and gain momentum. Um, and so I think then once you started to showcase that you, you wanted it, then we could really have a talk about actually bringing, on, um, bringing you on as, uh, as an agent. Um, so just to dumb that down a little bit just for the people out there, what he's saying is I work three months free labour for him. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of advantages in that though because um, what happens when you when you start, you actually start, you've got some uh, background w- uh, with you where if you start f- from scratch on day one, um, you can easily fall into the bad habits of some of the salespeople uh, where when you've um, done some training beforehand, you, you, you do come into the office with a little bit more confidence than you would have done on just starting from day one. Just yeah, I can really experience. see that with some other agents. You can see how they can quite easily be led astray depending on who your superiors are and who you learn from. So exactly. I'm glad Absolutely. I got you guys to look <laughs> after me. So, Well, I know like how in, with that, like 12 months has gone, mate, like how, what's your what's your perspective like now looking back for us, what, what your perspective was from day one? Well, to begin with, you sort of see it sort of looks like sunflowers and rainbows to begin with, but yep. then when you start getting really into it, like I'm probably pretty grateful for what you did to me to begin with, give me all that extra paperwork just to sort of refresh the idea that there's a lot more hard work in this than what there sort of seems to be. Mm. So it's a lot lot more gritty gritty than what you'd expect. So that's been a hard one and a lot of late nights. But yeah. going to sort of freedom, like for example, like Monday night, I think we're still going about 9 o'clock at night, catching up with the owners. But then mm. this morning I not only waddled in about 9.30am, so there's just that bit of leeway i suppose and a little bit more freedom mm. but a lot more hard yakkers than what i was initially expecting so but a bit more fun a bit more of a challenge so yeah, yeah. definitely yeah well i know um i can't but there was a perspective shift you um relate to me i think where um it maybe was the i can't remember exactly what you said but you, it was sort of that you st- you don't correct me if i'm wrong but it was about not chasing paychecks anymore and you're just give, giving the service to the right people saw so that if you invest in the relationships that's where the success is not chasing the dollar yeah, so I've sort of now taken the approach. Now I sort of get an understanding that nothing really happens in the first few years. It's more about getting that flywheel spiraling out of control. So the mm. first few years is just more so building those relationships, getting those sort of little bits of experience early on to then sort of change that mindset to really focus on long term. Yeah, like just playing the long game, knowing that this phone call today will be two years before anything happens on that, but you keep nurturing that and that's where the success is. That's it. So it's yep. getting that long term perspective on, on the work. Mm, well, from what I've seen, that's sort of where some agents seem to lack doing the sort of follow-up and those, um, I suppose, nurturing those relationships. That sort of seems to be where I want to try and excel in because I can see some failure going throughout. So. Well, I know like immediately with you coming on, seeing that helping our business specifically because focusing on other, other elements and responsibilities, you've helped pick up the slack that we otherwise would have lost, which is the whole purpose of building a larger team so you can service, um, service more people. But I've certainly noticed that it's actually, you know, it does give me more confidence when we're moving out because we've got more people of different, whole different levels of experience and energy that's going to help provide a great service. So it's certainly helped our immediate business by having you as well. Oh, you're a star. Team's far better than the team of stars, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, great way of putting it. It's kind of, yeah, you've got um, your little team of, Team McGregor, we'll call it, um, yeah, operating in, in different ways. Chris, using your years of experience and, and just the wealth of knowledge across kind of just the, the community reach that you have is amazing and just being like, oh, no, this bloke through this and I know this bloke through this. Whereas you've got young as who's just kind of boots on the ground, just knocking on every door. You actually caught me the other day. I was walking my dog. <laughs> I haven't really told many people this one, but I'm just going to let it out. The cat out of the bag or the dog out of the bag. I was walking along the other day when we had the f- mask mandate that oh, was yeah, going on. Yeah. I got halfway on the walk with my dog, realised I wasn't wearing the mask. And I was like, oh, no, what am I going to do? So being the MacGyver that I am, I grabbed out um, one of the poo bags, not used, <laughs> and I hooked each one over my ear and continued the walk so it was kind of a plastic a mask. face mask. It was a mask. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, this will be fine. No one will see me. This will well, be great. Well, see, um, that's where you're working smart, not hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, thank you, Chris. I'll take that. <laughs> So I'm, <laughs> I'm trotting along, working smart, and I thought, oh, I'll be fine. No one will see me. I've only kind of, you know, 500 metres from my home. But no, lo and behold, Aaron's there with his flash cars, getting out of the car, and he's looking at me like, oh, I think I know this guy. And I just said, oh, mate, I didn't think I was going to see anybody I knew on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was half expecting like a little machete or something. I was just because his face was so red because he couldn't breathe through the plastic. Yeah. <laughs> So, no, let it be known that you are out there knocking on doors. You mean meeting plenty of people. I know you've made up kind of a map of Goodwood and some other suburbs where you're kind of putting, like, dots and flags in the ground of, like, this is where I'm kind of setting myself up now and I'm just going to kind of spread my net from there. Well, that's what I like if we sort of discussed on briefly. Like, I think this industry, the way you win is by outworking everyone. I know you sort of t- touched on work smarter, not harder. Mm. I'm under the impression you can work as hard as you can and that's how you sort of get to the top, so... Absolutely, and it's that, like, if you're working hard and smart, well, then you're just leveraging it on both scales and, you you know, the results will just come that much faster. Mm. Well, I mean, that with the, with all the work now, because you know, there's so much that you learn, like, both the background knowledge of the industry, how, I mean, um, we went to the council the other day because we got educated about granny flats, you know, because nothing comes in from day one. There's so much that you learn on the go. Are there any skills or activities that have surprised you uh, um, along the way that you, you might have thought, would be different than what it is? I wouldn't necessarily say different, just sort of more of a sort of like an eye-opener how the sort of process actually relays, like how obviously when you're in regards to sort of selling a property, obviously mm. the owners entrust you, they're more than likely the most valuable asset they have and then dealing with buyers and all sort of that negotiation period and all the different techniques you can use along those lines. Yep. That just sort of seems to be quite impressive and all. Again, you can sort of see how people can be led astray by the sort of wrong touch-ups, but just how... I suppose not legislation oriented, but how sort of by the book you have to be, mm. or because it will come back to bite you in the end, which we've seen. So, well, I mean, we'll take for example that this weekend just gone. What did you got? You boys ran what three, four, four, was four it open it? homes. So, how did that? Um, and I know, like uh, when we were chatting on Monday, you could hear the fact that like you'd been having that many phone calls um, over the course of that weekend, following up offers, etc. So, talk, talk about that process and um, you know what happened from Saturday through to Monday night. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear about that. Mm. Yeah, so basically, so we've got a four open homes on the weekend. So we had the property up in Herdsman's Cove for say, obviously with that sort of area, you're not more so looking for people that are looking to move in. It's more sort of investor hotspot. Mm-hmm. And obviously investors like to crunch numbers and work out that perspective. So there's not as much emotional connection. Yep. Mm. So properties like that, I think we only had about five people turn up to the open home, but we still got a really good result in the end for the owner. But yep. it just sort of reflects because then we moseyed on down to Glenorchy and that had 25 plus people for a home that's, sort of dictating more for someone to move into and sort of cater for a first-home buyer. Yeah, sure. In a nicer area and sort of a budget where they sort of see value. Yep. 
and then we obviously we had a couple of pre- properties in Claremont, which I brought Chris along with me for because we were expecting mm. quite a nice turnout. In the end, we did get around about average about ten people through, but again, they're still sitting in the market, and we haven't had that as much interest as we were sort of hoping for to begin with. Mm. But again, that comes back down to the pricing and sort of I suppose a little bit of greed coming into the market. Obviously, the market's hot, so owners expect the highest price, and sometimes it's just not not possible. I suppose. Yeah, and look, a good way to think of it that way is that. Um, I call I, I say use the word of an apex where you've had you know fifty percent growth in the market um, and so the the, the property's positioned there and then they're expecting another fifty percent above the fifty percent already and so then unfortunately it's just that the expectations are they're trying to beat the market versus meet where it's at so um, so sometimes it's that element where yeah sometimes greed can be a good word but um, might, maybe dead you might be able to expand uh, a bit I more. think it's more like unrealistic expectations there was one. In the two thousand one to two thousand three boom in in Catherine Street in Berrydale, where mm-hmm. uh, it stayed on the market for two years, they were so far ahead of the market and price that it was and in a in a boom that was rising all the time. It never sold. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they just said price it that far out of, out of the market that it was, it was nobody was ever going to take it on. So yeah, gotcha. You got to learn from that experience. I know. I heard once is like there's a time, there's a price, there's a price, there's a time, and you know, and sometimes too where. Um, we would providing advice, doing as best as we can, can sometimes be a little bit excited about the, the potential of the property based on results that we have. And it just means then we have to be a little bit more patient because, you know, when I started, the average days of market was about 60 days. And so um, the idea that you wouldn't have anyone to the first four open homes was just normal. Um, but now if it's, you know, it's not, we're not getting under contract within the first seven days, we're like, oh, oh my God, what happened? You know, is there something wrong? It's like, no, maybe another week's necessary. Yeah, yeah. Um, can be a buyer's experience too, because if you've got a buyer that's uh, been um, bumped off on a couple of properties that have missed out, you know their negotiating strategy is going to change. Yes, they're going to they're, they're going to get sick of missing out, and they're going to end up going a bit harder the next time. Mm. And they're, they're the great ones to get when it, if it's if you're the one getting that particular buyer at that time. Sure, um, then we can get some great results. And so when um like then uh, at the end of Glenorchy, mate, with uh, what was what was happening after that one? Obviously, that was the most intense property you had over the weekend. And that spilled into Monday. Talk, talk us through that. So sort of the follow-up you're sort of referring to? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so obviously there's sort of a little bit of an impatient aspect in the market at the moment because obviously, as, as you touched on, you want to have the properties under off in seven days or what's wrong with the property. Mm. But, yeah, following on from that, obviously we had 25 people came through, so that's quite a lot of phone calls on the Sunday night and the Monday morning. Mm. But it was just that constant communication people were after me on Sundays, Monday, they just, just had that hot interest. Yep. But it was just it sort of get to the point where you sort of get overwhelmed with just this amount of buyer inquiry. Everyone has all these different questions, these different bits and pieces about the property. Yeah. But then sort of just dictating and obviously the the level of interest sort of getting pushed and people are getting frustrated that yeah, my offer is in here, but now they're sort of getting beaten by the next person mm. and just sort of reassuring you. We haven't caught up with the owner just yet, but this I'm just trying to help you guys and obviously it's our job to help you buy the property. Yeah. We're just trying to give you the right feedback to be able to do so. And how have you found that? Because the the way that Tas, the Tassie, our co- within our code, obviously, you can't disclose the terms of the other offers, yet everyone still wants their second and third opportunities. Um, and I know the way that we do it is really – ours is very labour-intensive because everyone gets those multiple multiple choices – I'm sorry, multiple chances. And that is, is that what sort of led you to still finishing up at 9 o'clock, just giving everyone those second and third chances? Yeah, well, I really, as you said, touched on, obviously we do work for the vendor and obviously at the end of the day you want to give them the best possible price because word to mouth and you just want to do the best job you can. Sure. And obviously giving people those multiple touch touch bases of those clients and such, that's where you get the extra little dollar from them. So building out the relationship, 
but it's just a lot of hard work to get to that end result and changing interest and touching base with everyone again and again just to make sure everyone's had a fair opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really hard to actually talk about this process without sounding like a bad guy, you know, um, but the reality is is that someone's employed us to extract the best deal they can from the market rather than doing do it themselves. Oh, and yeah, a thousand percent. And that's yeah. kind of, yeah, your role in, you know, you can't make friends with everybody, but you've still got to be able to say like, well, I've got to look after my vendor. They're the one who's employing me. Yeah, I want to help out. I know that you want to help out all the um, people that you come across and you kind of keep that in the back of your mind for, oh, I've got actually a good buy for this one mm. from all the people that you've met. So it's amazing that you can kind of, yeah, split those off into different streams of being like, oh, I'll still be aware of this person that's missed out on this last one, mm. but I'm, um, yeah, I'm looking out for my vendor. That's what I'm paid to do. Yeah, definitely. And I think the best outcome we can sometimes have in these really intense multiple offer negotiations is that at the end of the day, every single one of those buyers can go, you know what, I had my, the, my best opportunity and it didn't, it didn't pan out. I think it, it does um, – we're not perfect, but it probably frustrates me the most when they'll say, well, I didn't get a callback or that wasn't my best offer or, you know, I didn't even get an opportunity or, or any, uh, any any one of those minutes. But for us, we just – it takes longer. Um, and, it, you know, that's you know, Aaron's work this week is testament to that, that um, every single one of those people could go and say, you know what, we had our best chance and we're okay with that. Yeah, most definitely. Mm. I guess uh, finishing up, I was just going to ask, mate, like if I'd have said one year ago to you that you'd be running four open homes by yourself while John's off meditating and training for an Ironman, <laughs> <laughs> would you have thought that that was a possibility? Honestly, I had no idea what I was really getting myself into. Obviously, I, I, my idea was to be the best of the best and I had no idea what was going to come of it, but I'm just sort of glad we're here and what the opportunities have come. Have come so, Well, here's one thing that like if you were to meet yourself – or, you know, give one piece of advice to your to your day one self, what that might be. You're definitely not going home at five o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, mate, thank you so much for coming in. Congratulations on a year in the industry. Um, you guys are doing a super job across the team, McGregor. Um, it's amazing to see you guys and hear you guys in the throes of, oh, I've got this covered, you've got this covered. We're all sorted. So, yeah, congratulations on, on your year. Um Good luck moving forward. Yeah, and no, I really appreciate you lads having me on. So Not a problem, my friend. Um, anybody else that's out there that listens to the Property Pod that hasn't come across it, every Friday night at about 6pm, as it will be in this studio recording the weekly wrap-up. Absolutely. Um, yeah, always a nice highlight. Nice little shout-out. Yeah, yeah little <laughs> shout-out for him there. So, yeah, jump on there. Hopefully he'll mention us on the property on his wrap-up uh, this week. You scratch my, my back, I'll scratch that's yours. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. that's yeah, the way it works, my friend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks, mate. Good luck with uh, all future endeavors. Cool, thanks, cool. mate. Awesome, Cheers, bud. See ya. You have been listening to the Property Pod, recorded and edited by Four One Four Media House in conjunction with Four One Four Property Co. This podcast is general information only, and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel. And listeners should always seek their news, their own investigation into any topic we discuss, to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial, or investment advice or recommendation express or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services no investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice